We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Robinson's three is off. And the Knicks tie the series at one and one. They were down six. They end the game on a 24-12 run to secure the victory against the Heat. Knicks get the W here at MSG. 111-105, the final. And now the series shifts to South Florida. Oh, Jesus Christ. Needed it. Needed it, needed it, needed it. It's the playoffs. Style points. Mm-mm. Regular season thing. We, 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 we can sit here and we can contextualize this win. We can make excuses why this win was not a huge win. We can talk all about how this win does not change the series one bit, although I have a disagreement with that. And we can talk about all the reasons why they almost did not get this win. <laughs> and we're going to talk about them. But it was a win. And for this franchise that has not come by many of those in the playoffs period, let alone in the second round of the playoffs, that is a big fucking deal. And I cannot wait to talk all about this game, and I cannot wait to let the emotions flow. We got Benji coming up here. We got Andrew in the house, the whole thing. Before I get to any of that, I take a quick 10 seconds to shout out Richard Bornvanek. Richard Bornvanek is one of our patrons. Uh, I was just happened to be looking for the link for this from Andrew. Check my DMs and um, has a has a medical thing uh, where he needs Knicks Nation to help him pull through. So, uh, Richard, if you're listening, we got your back, man. Just like the Knicks had your back tonight. So much love and support to you, my friend. Okay. To this game, which, oh my goodness, what a game. Um, I'm not going to talk about any X's and O's of this game because I want to bounce some things off. Benji, who is much smarter than me when it comes to analyzing this sort of thing. I will just talk about this, um, which is... (laughs) Basketball makes a lot of sense sometimes. Um, It is, in many ways, the most predictable sport. 
if you look at who the greatest players are and you look at the teams that surround them, you know, you kind of get a good idea, you know, within two or three teams, who's going to win the championship before any given year. And, um, you know, occasionally there's, there's exceptions to that, but for the most part, it's a sport that going into series, going into seasons, going into postseasons, you know what you're going to get nine times out of 10. That being said, it is a sport that within seasons and certainly within playoff series has ebbs and flows. And those ebbs and flows oftentimes don't make all the sense in the world. So this series, Jimmy Butler in for game one, Heat win game one. Jimmy Butler out for game two, Julius Randle back for game two, was excellent for game two, mind you. And the Knicks come out and play worse. Do they play a little bit worse? Do they play a lot worse? How much credit do we want to give to Miami? We'll get into all that stuff in a bit. But in no uncertain terms, the feelings that we were all for for as much as game one was an unpleasant experience for the most part at times, whatever unpleasantness we were left with with game one was exceeded perhaps at times exponentially by the Knicks play in this game. Game two. And that was without Jimmy Butler. So again, your logic just kicks in there and say, well, if they lost game one and they look even worse in game two through, let's say, three and a half quarters of game two, then what the fuck does make a difference if they win this game? You know, even if they eke it out. And this is where I'm going to go back to something I said during halftime of this game. And I we, we kind of talked about it after game one, which is that The Knicks in game one and the Knicks through three and a half quarters here in game two um, were not playing Nick basketball. In fact, they were playing as far from Nick basketball as you could possibly fathom as my youngest daughter makes her guest appearance, hopefully to be short lived. Um, Shout out to my youngest daughter. She got diagnosed with Coxsackie earlier tonight. Um, Also, shout out to my wife for having the instinct to bring her to the urgent care. Um, to get that diagnosis. So I watched the first half of this game on my phone in my car. Um, but thank God we have a, a, an urgent care near us. So this, is, this has been a, quite a night for me, as an aside. Anyway, back to the analysis of this game. Um, through three and a half quarters, we hadn't seen the Knicks play Nick basketball. And they weren't getting closer to playing Nick basketball. They were getting further away from playing Nick basketball than they were at the start of the series in game one. Further and further and further and further away. This was obviously distressing. Because the one thing we had to fall back on this year throughout all of the trials and tribulations, ups and downs, this, that, and the other thing, injuries, was the Knicks knew who they were. They knew how they wanted to play. And starting in the beginning of December, after that terrible Mavs loss, they played that way for the last two, two-thirds plus of the season. And they certainly played that way in the first round of the playoffs, which is what was so encouraging and exciting about the first round of the playoffs because we saw them stick to their guns while the team that they were playing got rattled. Well, now the shoe is on the other foot. Here's my point. For as much as it is, and look, it may come to fruition that he could win the next three games in the series. Nothing would shock me. But for as much as it is tempting to logically say, well, the Knicks barely won this game without Butler. They're going to Miami. What the hell chance do they have? The Knicks weren't where they were after seven and a half quarters of the series because of the heat. 
Yes, the Heat are excellent at taking you out of what you want to do and capitalizing on that, which God knows they did. But it was still the Heat taking them out of what they wanted to do, and it was the Knicks not doing what they wanted to do and not performing as they are accustomed to performing and not playing Nick basketball. What we saw in the final five or six minutes of that game, that was Nick basketball. That was the Knicks that we've come to know and love this season in every way, shape, or form. They showed the resilience. Their big players made big plays. And they trusted. They trusted themselves. They trusted the pass. They trusted to make the right play. That is Nick basketball. We are not going to out-talent you, but we will outwork you. We will out-execute you. And most of the time, we're going to win. At least that's been the way it has been for the last four plus months. So I think with all due respect to Jimmy Butler, who is, oh, my God, is he a great player? Even though he is coming back, I do not think that this series is over by any stretch of the imagination, because the most important thing the Knicks needed to do tonight, despite how poorly they played for most of the evening, was get back to playing how they know how to play and how they are capable of playing. Will that become more difficult with Jimmy Butler back? Absolutely. But did they? was that the most important hurdle that they needed to clear? 100%. They cleared it. Now, can they stay on this path? Um, they've been a great road team all year. They're going to go. And, and look, and again, style points, first thing I said, don't matter. It doesn't matter how they win one of these next two games. If they just win one of these next two, just win one. Doesn't matter how you do it. Doesn't matter how ugly it is. Doesn't matter if it's finally maybe a game where the Heat really can't hit anything from three. Just win one more. Um, and that is what I wanted to say. And as talk, talk about a night that has gone sideways in about 18 different ways between my daughter and, and this Knicks game. Benji just chimes in on the chat that he's he's nervous his mic isn't working. Benji, it doesn't matter. The Knicks mics weren't working for most of this game. Let's bring you on up here. Benji Ritholtz. I can't hear you, so no, your mic is appropriate enough. <laughs> oh, boy. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is the only way to start this post game. With Benji Ritholtz acting like the Knicks did <laughs> for the first three and a half quarters of this game. I absolutely love it. Um, that's okay. Uh, I could vamp for a little bit more. Well, maybe Andrew and Benji can um, talk offline. And Andrew, maybe you how <laughs> FaceTime or something so you can okay. talk through it. Okay, sure. Yeah, go do it. I right, listen. I got this. What's the problem? No problem here. All right, it gives me a chance. It gives me a chance because um, this is something I could certainly do without Benji's assistance to talk about Jalen Brunson. So I was getting a little nervous at halftime, <clears throat> as I'm, as I'm sure many of many of you were. Uh, despite the fact that we got back in the game, that Jalen Brunson hit one, one uno field goal in this game. Julius Randall. We're going to talk a lot about Julius Randall and R.J. Barrett, um, and God knows they don't win this game without Julius Randall and R.J. Barrett. Um, Jalen Brunson is the difference between this year's team and last year's team. And last year's team had talent. 
Last year's team had Julius Randle. Last year's team had RJ Barrett. And last year's team won 37 games. And if they could just close, they might have won. They certainly, I think, would have been an above 500 team. And they might have approached their win total this season. The reason they couldn't is because they had a rotating cast of characters not named Jalen Brunson at point guard. So I thought it was so appropriate that after RJ and Julius brought them to the place where they that those two guys need because Brunson didn't have it in the first half or something was going on. God knows nobody else had it for the Knicks in the first half. Those two guys brought them to a certain point. And then when it got past that point and Julius more than RJ had a, had some big moments in the second half as well. I don't want to sweep those under the rug, but like that is why you go get yourself a point guard. And the fact that they got themselves this point guard who again, like guys who are able to score 23 points in the second half of a playoff game, when the entire defense continues, continues to focus on them First, second, and third. If you could score 23 points in that situation and end up with 30 for the game, like those are not players that you pick up on the street. Those are not players that become available in free agency. Those are players that change your life as an NBA franchise. And Jalen Brunson changed the Knicks' life as an organization, and they didn't have to give up any draft. Well, excuse me, they had to give up a second round pick to get him. They didn't have to give up a max contract. They just signed him because another organization was too stupid to realize what they had. And thank the good Lord for the Dallas Mavericks incompetence. What a perfect way to put a bow on this night. The Mavs and the Heat, two teams that have been connected by multiple NBA finals, Joined together in this one, we thank the Mavs for their incompetence, and it allows us to beat the Heat. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about game time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app and I see all the events coming up in the area. Whether it's the Knicks upcoming games against the Heat at the Garden or the latest Mets and Yankee games on the schedule, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category like sports, music, or shows, or search by teams like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game time is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. And for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy 
Spotify so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And on that note, take two. We're going to do it. You're on mute. That's the only thing I see. If can you be- there do you is. hear me? <laughs> do you hear me? You wait. Listen. You waited until midway through the fourth quarter, but just <laughs> in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time, my friend. Oh man, just in the nick of time is the theme of the night. Oh man, um, I'll just come out right and ask you before we get into any analysis. Did you think they were going to midway through the fourth when? Um, I'm trying to think at which point should I ask you about when they were down Cisco when they were down six. Did you think they were winning this game? That uh, down, I, I never, I never thought they were out of it. I, you know, I didn't and, think they were out of it either. But and, I'm saying, and at half time, at ha- I'll say at halftime, I thought they were going to win. Yeah, I, I think at all times, I kind of felt like they were going to win because I just, you know, I just didn't think Miami could sustain the offense. Um, they almost did. <laughs> They almost did, but uh, ultimately it was just a, a gritty, grinded out win in between two teams that are known to do so. It's just yes, grind out games. You knew you had to do, win it that way. Um, it's never easy in the playoffs. It's never easy. I don't care who's playing. I don't care who's not playing. I don't care what you think the talent disparity is. When you're in the second round of the postseason and there's this much attention to detail on both sides, it's going to be hard. All you got to do is look at last night's game. I was, she took the word. It's like, it does, it's like we don't, and like, you know, as I've said this throughout the regular season, forget about the regular season. Let's talk on the playoffs. Like all the more so it's the case. Whenever you think a team's overmatched, that's like when they give you everything they have. It's it's just it's NBA basketball, man. I was, like these can guys I jump are in real good. Quick on that? Please, the, it's I hate to sound like old talking head guy, but isn't that the biggest difference the three pointer has made? Once upon a time, if you were missing your star player, it was a harder. It wasn't impossible. It was harder to come up big in big spots when you when you have a team like the Heat have. Like, is there high variance level with their three point shooters? Of course, there's high variance level. Are they capable of having a night from three like they had tonight? Yeah, they have. And then you get a night like this where it's, you know, team up by six or six minutes left. They're also freaking just tough MFers through that roster. Like that, like you just had, like uh, there were points in that, uh, I guess it was early fourth where the Knicks were making their runs. And every time it was a Gabe Vincent tough baseline two, a Caleb Martin three, an offensive rebound. Like, look, they are tough as nails. They are tough. They are confident. They don't care. They're not nervous. No, they don't nope. shrink. Nope. Like that. That's just what you're dealing with. The crowd was incredible and they never, they never shrank from the moment for one minute. And you have to give credit to the opponent. You have to, if you have like any basketball intelligence, you have to give a lot of credit to the opponent 
both in game one and in game two, their offense is hard to guard. It has more motion and movement than anything the Knicks guard on an, on a day-to-day basis. It is hard to guard all those dribble handoffs with shooters sprinting off the corner. It's hard to deal with Bam on the short roll. It's hard to deal with Caleb Martin slashing and crashing the offensive boards because you're, you're paying attention elsewhere. Like it is, that is hard to guard. And ultimately the Knicks did a pretty decent job, even though it felt like at times they were giving everything up. It's hard. The playoffs are hard. They're always going to be hard. It's a game they had to win and they won it. Credit to them for that. There were, were there a couple of breakdowns? Yeah, there were a couple of breakdowns. The, the BAM. Uh, plenty, plenty of breakdowns. Yeah. The, the brand red carpet. Uh, they got, there was a breakdown late that sprung. I think it was love. They had the opportunity from the, on the love had a wide open side. Check back in. He just missed that one. Um, I don't know. We could go through five, six, seven more. I don't know. I don't know exactly how many there were, but by and large, and especially, and you've talked about this a lot with the way Miami has perfected going right up to the edge of the cliff with the screening, but they just don't, they don't get called for it. And I get, I mean, you think they practice that a hundred million percent, you know, and, and look, that's a skill. That's why it's part of the reason why Ben Metabio is going to be in the all NBA conversation for every year, you know, for the next five, 10 years of his, of his career. Um, that is something he brings. That is a real NBA skill. Um, we'll get back to that. I want to end with you with the positive. Let's hit on some of the negatives because, look, there's some negatives here. Um, my biggest critiques throughout the game with um, the Knicks were threefold. One, on the players, I did not. I think the second unit guys were not necessarily up to stuff. Um, with the exception of Isaiah Hardenstein, who boy talk about oh my goodness, uh, unheralded, uh, talk about unheralded signing. I don't. I mean, I how am I not going to give him one of the stars of the game after this game? He has. I think he had, almost has to get one. It's going to be tough competition. But Bench didn't really live up to it. Mitch didn't really live up to it. Um, we did get some some important baskets from quickly in the in the second half. Some important defense from Quentin Grimes late in this game. Uh, quickly also in for defensive purposes, but for the most part. That was one critique. Another critique I had was, and you talked about it, Grimes not in the starting lineup. Hart was. I thought that, and Hart ended up having a really big, impactful game. I thought that made, I mean, needless to say, (laughs) I thought that made their their life difficult on offense throughout much of this game. And then the third thing I guess would be, were, was there an adjustment that they could have made throughout the game to counter the threes that Miami was getting? So those are the three that I was wanted to ask you about, and I will give the, the floor to you to anything else to, to, to comment on any of those wherever you want to take it. Yeah, IQ and, and Obi were, were not good in this game. They had a really very, very poor stretch in the first half. Obi didn't do much good or bad in the second half. He got very few minutes, but IQ at least made a couple jumpers, a couple moves there at the end to kind of keep him afloat, which were big and um, important. But but ultimately, we're just going to need more from him. We're just going to need more from him. And I understand the argument that he's not getting enough rope or leash or... Can you talk about that in terms of usage and like where where do you... Yeah, he's not... uh, He's not touching the ball as much, but that said, he... In that second quarter... Brunson was off the floor. Randall was off the floor. RJ was out there, but IQ was initiating a lot of those possessions that just went nowhere. He was very hesitant on a couple threes. The ones that he took were bad ones. So uh, there's some chicken and egg in terms of like, is he getting enough touches to be in a rhythm to, but you know what? Like 
this time of year, it, you just have to come in and make an impact. It is what it is. Like I, I, I can sympathize with that argument, and and I think it's right in some ways. But as I usually do, it's going to come down to the player making the good decisions when he comes into the game and making the right plays. And I don't think he's been up to snuff defensively either the way he normally is. I think and he's been just a tick off on that end as well. So they're just going to need him to be a lot better. Isn't the devil's advocate like the, the guys whose the ball was in their hands was the next was Julius Randle, thumbs up, RJ Parrott, big thumbs up, and Jalen Brunson, not thumbs up in the first half, but like you, you, I mean, what are we going to do? We're going to sit here and we're going to quibble about putting the ball in Jalen Brunson's hands in a, a big playoff game. Like, it, like, isn't that part of the discussion as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think most teams err on the side of the ball in their best players hands in the playoffs. I think that's pretty normal. That's a pretty normal change from regular season to playoffs is like their best player is going to have it more. And IQ has suffered from that a little bit, but in the end of the day, he's got to contribute when he gets on the floor, he's got to make better decisions. He has to be solid. He has to make some shots. Uh, and he hasn't done that consistently in the postseason. He's been mostly poor. And we're going to need him to be better going to Miami now with a 1-1 series. So that, that covers number one. On number two, there's a reason, despite RJ being great throughout this playoffs now, uh, since game three of the Cleveland series, just being absolutely great and blowing our doors off and blowing us away, there's a reason he didn't close this game. And he didn't close the game because, as we've been screaming to the mountains for a while now, Quentin Grimes is essential to that starting unit, not because he's making any shots because he's not, but because he provides spacing. They treat him differently. He can miss the next 10. They're going to treat him differently because of his reputation, because of his quick trigger, because of the way the jumper looks like you just know what a shooter is when you see one. That's a shooter. And, and you saw it, the, how many times did he? Sorry, real quick. How many times did he end up with the ball in his hands? throughout the, those last bunch of minutes where he was in the game. And there was a Miami Heat player right there. The Flying. Player teleport there. They were there because they have to honor him. And all of a sudden, you saw some space for Jalen Brunson to operate. That's not a coincidence. Barrett and Hart were both great. They're just, they do not all fit together very well when you have Brunson, Randall, RJ, and Hart. It's just not going to create enough space consistently. It's going to be hard to score with that configuration. It is, it's it's a weird situation because nobody deserves to sit. RJ was no, great. Was RJ awesome. was great, but I give Kibbs a lot of credit for just kind of seeing how the floor opened up a little bit, not to mention the fact that as great as RJ was on the offensive end, he is struggling to stay in front of Miami's guards. He's just not that quick on the perimeter and, and, and running around that. all those screens. And we Grimes, that. that's what Grimes does, man. Yep. Like, that's what he does. He's going to play good perimeter defense and he's going to be a threat to shoot the three. And that changes everything for this team. I would still go back to that starting lineup, but I regardless, would. I think it's clear that Quentin Grimes needs to play a lot in this series, no matter how many shots he makes. Um, and, and you can, you can take advantage of that. Look, there's depth here. You just have to use it smartly. I thought I give Tibbs a lot of credit for at least closing with Grimes, despite RJ having a great game. And then, yeah. And I mean, look, we could all do the math. Like there's, <laughs> It's uh, if you put not only put the centers aside, but you really kind of have to put the you know Julius the the four aside. Although, I mean, is there a consideration moving forward in the series to get Hart and RJ minutes together at the three and the four as opposed to Obi? I wonder if that's something that they. It's yeah, you're shaking your head. Maybe I, 
I think you Whatever. give Obi. I think you give Obi another game or yeah. two at least yeah. to figure. Yes. It. I thought you know his game one was good enough offensively. Uh, he obviously just didn't have it tonight for whatever reason. Um, give him another game or two. You give him another game. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't want to make anything. I don't want to do anything drastic yet. But even, I agree. Even so, there's only so many minutes, and yeah. like all of these guys, quote unquote, deserve to play. And someone's going to get the short end of the stick. It's unfortunate. Um, and you know, this is, I mean, there's so many areas in which, you know, after, after a game, win, lose, you know, hindsight's always 2020. 20. Like if you lose a game and the, and the minutes are in a way, a certain way, and they lost the game, it's like, well, if you had played the different minutes, but the, it's tough choices, it's tough choices. And there's compromise abound. Did you think they could have done anything better or differently on defense as Miami was like getting stuff off? Man. Yeah. There, you know, there's so many plays where I just didn't feel like they were quite, um, sharp enough and even having said that uh, like it's frustrating watching a a team that you know doesn't have a ton of offensive talent but they're running great stuff and I I I don't want to take credit away from the difficult positions they were putting the Knicks into by running that great stuff and they have playing to those guys strengths like they are they stretch you out like I know none of those guys shot over 35 percent but I think we all know they're dangerous shooters and they've proven yeah. it in the playoffs, whether it's Struess and Robinson and love and even Martin, who I, I don't think is a good shooter, but he's making shots. Vincent clearly is a confident and good shooter. That puts a lot of pressure on your defense, especially on your fives um, who are dropped defenders for the most part. And even when Hartenstein was getting more aggressive, well, now you're, you're super spread out. They're getting the ball to the weak side and hitting threes. Um, that said, Brunson was atrocious defensively in this game. Uh, he was a, he was a traffic cone. He couldn't navigate screens. They attacked him relentlessly, and he just struggled brutally, mightily. Could not make the right defensive play. And at times, it wasn't even about running through screens. It was like strong side corner. He's three steps off of Max Struess. It's like what? Like he, he just he just wasn't good on the defensive end. So that needs to be cleaned up. Um, and it's also just going to be an issue because he's not that good at defensively. Um, that's number one. And then a few plays here and there where it's like, you know, the guy wants to pull for three and we're not, we're just not up enough. Like you just have to make these guys put the ball on the floor. You can't overreact to their, whatever threat they might have of dribble penetration. Like you have to crowd Which them. They, they got them a few times. On dribble they penetration. started it to, it happens, down, yeah. yeah that, and the, you have to like, and also like Kyle Lowry's driving. He doesn't want to shoot guys. He has no interest. Don't collapse like like it's Jimmy Butler driving to the basket. Like just decisions like that where they that that being said, like ultimately they outshot they outshot them in this game. And they ended they only ended up at what 35% or something. It wasn't like they they destroyed us with threes at the yeah. end of the day. They missed some good looks. And, um but like and that's I, a Tibbs I, bet, right? That that's it's, a t- it's, the num- the numbers are gonna come back to yeah. There you go. That's a Tibbs bet. And he never really got out of full drop, at least with Mitch. Um he he's gonna concede some of it and love is gonna get off some threes because we're overhelping and it's gonna be there this series. It's not gonna be easy to stop. I, but I do think those things and then the switching stuff just pisses me off. It's like we're 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 getting stuck on like Brunson and Barrett switching between Vincent and Struess, like we're we're, we're showing two to the ball and letting you, you guys doing? slip for three. Just oh. switch it, man. Like neither guy is stopping anyone on the perimeter right now. Just switch it and like live with it. I, that stuff we got to stop. That's got to go. Um, but so those are the things I would clean up on the defensive end. I don't think it was a terrible performance. It was a frustrating performance at times. But uh, look, the percentages did kind of kind of even out as the game wore on. A um, couple more and then I'll, I'll get you out of here. Uh, 
are you moving forward in the series? Are you, I don't know how, how I should phrase this. Should I do glass half full, glass half empty? Um, are you more confident in the offense moving forward in the series? Or are you more, are you more confident in the defense moving forward in the series? Good question. Offense. I'm okay. more confident in this offense. I, I think, Great. I think first, I think hopefully they figured something out here with Grimes and, and making sure that he's on the floor, at least a lot of the game to create some space. I mean, Miami literally played like a one, one, three weird mashup zone, basically the entire game tonight. They were never really in a straight man. Um, and I thought the Knicks as the game went on, solved it in the fourth quarter. They were getting good looks every time down. Um, and Josh good Hart, by them. Josh Hart in the corner, I think was a good adjustment because that's where he's most comfortable shooting from. And that's where he's a threat. And they couldn't, they, they, they ignored him, but he was wide open. He made his shots and he always makes them when it counts that guy, doesn't he? I mean, he always comes up with the big ones when you need, when you need them. Um, Two of them. And then the one he missed massive. at the offensive rebound. I, and I thought Randall had his way too. I mean, look, Jimmy Butler obviously gives them a lot on both sides of the ball. He's a, he's a ferocious defender too. And a, and a tough one who creates turnovers and everything that he does. So that has to be taken into account, but I thought they solved some stuff um, as that game wore on. And Randall just puts such a, such pressure on the defense that you felt it in a lot of ways tonight. I thought, even though I, <laughs> I started the game saying he looked bad. Everyone yelled at me because he, he, he made a lot of shots, but I don't think there's any question that he was struggling a bit physically. Um, so I, let's, I just, yeah. Let's transition to. We'll finish up with the with these guys. So let's. You, you just talked about Randall. Um, I thought he ended up playing a great game. Great. I thought, yeah. I mean, I thought he was trying to make the right play every time. I thought he made the right play most of the time. I thought his his passing out of the doubles in the first quarter was really good. Like all the obvious great. stuff we all see. And you want to talk about some big shots throughout this night, man. I mean, I, I don't know what his final numbers. I'll look. Well, I have his final numbers right here. Why don't I take advantage of uh, three, 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 three for nine from three, which we'll frankly take. It's fine. You, you, absolutely. You'll take that. Take you'll also up. take eight assists and three turnovers and, you know, 25 points on 18 shots. Okay. You know, it's like this is the playoffs. Let's. Yeah. Yeah, Fine. man. I mean, I mean, he had, he had 25, 12, tw- 25, 12 and eight on like a, clearly a, t- a bad angle against a tough defense. No, no complaints about his performance. Gutty as hell. The fact that he played it all, I think, was gutty. Made the right play most of the time. Defensively had a few of the Julius moments. <laughs> you just live with them. But here's what I'll say about Julius. He beat the he beat the hell out of them. He beat him up like him. Josh Hart. And Hartenstein, ultimately what won this game, the way the reason they pulled away was because they just beat Miami up on the boards. They tackled them. They were, Randall was, was elbowing Lowry in the face, got dragged down. When Lowry dragged him down to the floor. That game got so crazy physical and the refs didn't know what to do. It was just guys on the floor. Everyone's holding their backs. Everyone's got an ankle problem. It's, it's just a freaking slugfest out there. And you know who I want in a slugfest? I want Julius Randall because he is one of the strongest people I've ever seen in my entire life. And, and you know who else I want in a slugfest? I want Isaiah Hardenstein out there. That dude. Look, we love Mitch. Mitch won them the last series in the way that they won the last series. He was utterly dominant. Different series take on different tenors and feels and the whole thing. Isaiah Hardenstein tonight, man, like I, I just put, I'm, I'm smiling. It's a shit eating grin for anybody listening the next day. If you can't see me, how could you, like, what can you say about it? Like, I, I, I literally don't have the words. Just so many big plays getting in there at the right moments. Um, he can't be better. No, he was just essential in that fourth quarter. I mean, 
everything you could have asked for on the boards. Um, and then the pinion screens that he sets that add one with Brunson, Scott Foster. Oh my goodness. Interesting call. Let's say the least. Look, I think Scott, I think Scott, Scott was the <laughs> extender tonight. Scott was the extender tonight and we love him for it. Cause we got, look, I, we, I think would say had the benefit of the whistle for all the complaining that we do. Well, <sighs> we got some very favorable decisions there, including that huge, Four point play that changed the entire game. Whatever issues with the whistle there were up until that point. Oh man, that made up for all. Man, that's a huge call. Oh my god, I, thought, uh, I, I was convinced. I was convinced that, that. So that was the moment I thought they were going to lose. I thought it was going. They were going to overturn it. And I was like, oh, they're going to take. Yeah, it. yeah. It game. was. Uh, and also the ball that hit the rim and Vincent had a layup. That that was a layup. That's two points. Oh my ball, goodness! The yes, ball, yeah, the ball, the ball hit the rim. So that's yeah. two points. Um, which is crazy. Uh, but whatever. Who cares? Uh, we've gotten the, the wrong end plenty of times, so we'll take it. But like Hartenstein was just, he was a beast. He gets his arms on offensive rebounds. Like I, he kind of just like swings his arms around and somehow punches the ball to different people. He's like a wild style of rebounding that somehow works. He's climbing over people. Just like the physicality they showed there. Um, that's what this team's about, man. There was that one possession where they got how many offensive rebounds? Four? Oh, um, yeah, that was... And, it, and it's funny because Miami had done the same thing on a possession earlier in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's going to be the one we're going to look back on maybe as like, oh, th- th- was that the thing they, that we couldn't overcome? Hard, you know, we're seeing it with Kevon Looney and the with the Warriors where, you know, you watch and, and Looney's a better play than Hardenstein to be, to be very clear. But like, you know, we're 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 smart enough. I think about basketball as a collective basketball watching society that we are in 2023, where it's like, no, this guy's not just a role player, you know, replaceable five. Like he's actually really special. And like, he does a lot of special things like Hardenstein is like a slightly watered down version of that in all of the things that he does. Is he a perfect player? No, he's not a perfect player. Um, but I think he's the best backup center in the NBA at the very least. And, um, is again, they don't win this game without him. All right. I waxed poetic about Jalen Brunson before. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about JB. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of JB conversation tonight, but I wanted to finish up with RJ. Um, yes. I feel bad that he wasn't on the floor to end Me it. Too. I, yeah. I, I completely agree with your analysis. And I, in the moment I'm like, I actually thought it was more defensively why he wasn't out there for the reasons you were talking about. Just like he was having some trouble on those high screens and sticking with the shooters and the whole thing. But at the, you know, with the shooting at the same time is a big one. And like, who would you rather have out there? RJ or, or Josh Hart? Tough decision. You know, it's like, it's Josh Hart. Josh Hart is just, he's, he's won us too many ball games. He can't sit him. He can't. And he won them the, any help and he won, this ball he game. He's just so proven like, it. He's proven it since he got here. He's just going to win you ball games the fourth quarter. So you know, I, and it, 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 yeah. It, By it, the way, unf- yeah. RJ RJ shot it great tonight. I don't mean to say that he didn't. He shot a great tonight. I still think that Grimes gets a different level of respect as a shooter than he does. It just yeah. It, it, it's just that's how it works. Like that's how it's just different. Um, and I do think that matters. Yeah, and like you know, it's when you're the third banana and RJ's despite his performance in these playoffs, he's still the third banana on this team. And, you know, you aren't as automatic or you're not as respected behind the arc and you're not as good defensively, although he's been phenomenal for the most part defensively in these playoffs. Like I get it why he's the odd man out, but that should, that should not for one second diminish 
the continued emergence of a star player that we're we're seeing, and I don't I don't think that that's overstating it. Do you? I no, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I he's playing like a star. Um, he has played like a star since game three, right? It's been game three of the Cavs series. It's, it's just five been a now. steady performance of I get in the lane whenever I want. My floater is on point. I get to the rim. I get to the line. And I make the passes out when I don't have it. Yes. That has changed the calculus for me. Like he's just seeing the floor for the most part with a, with patience and with poise, with vision. Um, he's attacking closeouts. Like there was a play in the first quarter where he where he caught it. Um, and, and he started running with it before he even caught it. Like he just attacked it right away. He saw the where the defense was going and he was in the seam got to his floater. Beautiful move. Like that kind of stuff. He's just, he's found such a rhythm and a continuity about his game. That it's like awesome to watch. Oh, so good work. he deserves all the flowers blowing me away. I keep saying it. he's just blowing me away with it, the way he's playing over the last five games down six games, whatever it is blowing you away. I, I, and I, I wrote it the other day. I had, I mentally, I was out, I was out. So for, for me to be out and to see this uh, again, I'll say it's like seeing a ghost. Um, I, I didn't think he had it in him and my God, just I, never in my life have I been happier to be proven so blatantly obnoxiously wrong um, about anything, uh, but it's good to see. Phenomenal to see. Let me just, before I let you get to all the super chats, cause you, they deserve, they deserve it. These fans. Let me, I want to talk to the fans out there. I yes. talk to the fans out there. Here's what I want to say. I'm going to take you back to my very low level basketball. I never talked about my own basketball life. I thing. can't gonna, wait for this. This is going to be my first time. Played D3 in college. We pretty much stunk my first three years. My senior year, we got whatever. We, we, were, really, we were good. We First half of the year, we were really good. We were first in the conference. December game, we're late in the game. It's close. It's tight. It's one of these physical games. Nobody can score. The game was probably in the 50s, whatever. And I was the only senior on the team. And we get to the bench and like, guys are freaking nervous. I was nervous. We're all just like, haven't been in a bunch of close games. Like again, the first three years were kind of a wash for me. Now we're in like these important tight games. And I'm biting, we're all nervous. And I just said to the guys, I was like, man, this is why we do this. It has to be fun. It has to be fun. Like this is why we play for mo- like fourth quarter tight game. Like for three years, we've just been like in freaking on the wrong end of blowouts. Most of the time, like this is why we do it. So try to enjoy it. Like have some fun. The metaphor is obvious, right? Like, I uh, there's anger in the fan base during this game. I get the Jimmy Butler's out. I understand totally. how frustrating the game was for Knicks fans and how nerve wracking and how, and how, how much you just want to yell at the TV screen the whole time. And there's, uh, I see it in my tweets. The people are angry. I got, we got to enjoy it guys. We have to enjoy it. This is why we do it. All the, this is this time of year. All we've been doing is, is hitting the button on tankathon to see what pick we're going to get over and over and over again until we see with first pick. How many times did it take you? It took me 24 times to get the first pick. How many times did it take you? That's what we were doing in May for the last how many years? Enjoy the ride. It's hard. It's always going to be hard, but you get, this is why we do this. This is why we root for the team like this. They're here. They're playing great. They're tied 1-1 in a playoff series. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be hard, but try to have some fun watching it because this is where we want to be in the end of the day. And I'm going to, that was beautiful, by the way. Did you win the game? <laughs> Hell yeah. Beat leaving. College. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going to try to channel briefly channel Jeremy. It's also 
good good time to probably remember as this game was going on and it I, you can't this is not where your anyone's mind was during this game but like it, try to ground yourself with the thought that like this is not a Knicks team that has its entire future out the door this is not a Knicks team that doesn't have any avenues to improve this is a Knicks team that uh, I, I love everything they did this year and I completely believe in everything they did this year as legitimate and real it doesn't change the fact that they are ahead of schedule. So if there was ever a team to listen to your advice about and just like, this is why we do this, this is why we watch, this is why we, you know, this is why we're fans. It's this, I think it's this team, even if they're not perfect, they're, they were they were not supposed to be anywhere close to perfect. They were supposed to be a 500 team this year. They were not supposed to be a 500 team and um, just one second round playoff game. And they're three wins from the conference finals. Hello. It's it, it's just wild. All right. Uh, All right guys. Benji, you're the man. Uh, thank you for have fun. Um, Sorry for the yeah. technical difficulties. Have a good time tonight. Enjoy it. Enjoy the win. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah, absolutely. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about Factor. During the spring season, you need wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days and keep you on track for reaching your goals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. Too busy to cook this May? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the warmer weather. Going off script for this next part because I personally can't say enough how clutch Factor has been over the last two weeks. I'm talking Jalen Brunson clutch. I'm talking Allen Houston with four seconds against the Miami Heat in 1999 clutch. Whether it's a huge playoff game followed by a late-night post game, I barely have time to prep and cook anything. So, Every time a post game has ended, I grab a factor meal from the fridge, put it right in the microwave, and in two minutes, I've got my dinner ready to go. The future Mrs. Claudio loves factor as well. With her busy schedule with meetings and writing reports all day, being just two minutes away from a healthy, well-cooked, pre-prepared meal is so convenient. This May, get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool40 and use code filmschool40 to get 40% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool40 and use code filmschool40 to get 40% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. All right, uh, Andrew, you want to come up here for uh, our duties and obligations? Wait, no, that's Benji. Okay, here's Andrew. He's still here. Hi, Benji. Oh, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I got to remove Benji from the stage if I got to. Benji, outstanding job today. Glad we made it through it. You're the MVP. You're muted now, so I couldn't hear a word you just said. So later. Have a good night, Benji. Bye, Benji. By the way, more from Benji later this week. You're going to want to be part of our playback room is all I'm going to say. Playback created a new feature that will very much oh. utilize Benji Ritholtz's skills. But more on that later. Uh, personal injury report. You want, well, injury report. You want to go there first? Yeah, let's do injury report. So um, obviously I'm just going through uh, any, any, Quotes. Uh, Julius Randle was asked. Okay, here's here's your injury report. Julius Randle was asked after the game how his ankle feels right now. His answer: It doesn't even really matter. <laughs> um, and then he also said, 
um, that preparations we could play for tonight was hell. Every day, just trying to get my body right. I just wanted to make myself available for the team. Um, He played uh, after his game time decision. He played. Uh, We all thought he would play, and he did. It's funny, watching the first half of this game, the guy that I was much more concerned about injury-wise was Brunson. I was like, man, maybe he's just off, and maybe this is how we go out with a... With a with a whimper because Brunson just isn't Brunson. So two things on that. One, I think that's part of why uh, his defense kind of fell off a cliff. If he, for whatever version of defense he usually plays, this was below it's, that. It was better than this, was better right? Than but this. that's my point. Is like th- there's a much healthier version of Brunson. I think would be better. And this is where, good lord, Eric Spolstra. Um, they're going to these two point guard lineups with Lowry and Gabe Vincent, like. Zach Lowe mentioned it on the pod with Van Gundy the other day that they those two that lineup that they played out there in game one had played nine minutes all season and now it's just a consistent Gabe Vincent uh, Kyle Lowry um, rotation where they're playing together a bunch and I think because the two quick point guards regardless of what Kyle Lowry is it's making it a lot tougher for Jalen Brunson to to guard one or the other which is where, to Benji's point, this is where you need Grimes because he can help guard a point guard, especially if Josh Hart is going to be playing bigger on the court, you know, whether it's guarding Jimmy or guarding whoever's in place of Jimmy. Yeah, and moving forward in the series, I mean, again, I don't know how many minutes they play, but I can't imagine we've seen maybe too many with Vincent Lowry, Butler, Bam, and I guess the fourth there, it doesn't honestly it doesn't even matter who the fourth there is. Probably, probably putting Caleb Martin out there as the fourth there. Probably him or um, or they go to spread it out more with uh, with Robinson. Yeah, I, I I mean I don't get the sense that uh, that they've tried to hide Br- uh, Brunson on Love a whole lot in this series. I wonder if that's something they would do. I mean, listen, Kevin Love once upon a time, not too too long ago, was one of the best low post players in the sport. So I don't know how much sense that makes. Uh, I, John, it's not now. No, it, it's not now. It's not now. But like, I know all he wants to do is shoot threes. But it, but you know what? Then on the flip side of that, you know what Kevin Love could do? He could shoot threes right over Jalen Brunson. So I don't know if you could really hide him there either. Yeah. Like they're going to make life really tough. And that's the listen. That's the one continued knock on this player that has been a godsend to this franchise. And that like I would if I had a third child, which is not going to happen, especially after tonight. I was going to say, I was, that is not happening. <laughs> not happening. But if Good I had Lord. a third child and he was a boy, I might name him Jalen. Uh, my name Jalen. Um, I mean, the knock is always going to be like, you know, the defense is what the defense is. Um, and you have to have a really good ecosystem around him. And like the Knicks do have that though. I think they have a, they have the capability to have a good ecosystem around him. I may need your help in that department, by the way, I've been trying to convince Roe, our first son's name should be Jalen Alonzo Claudio. You so know you what? Can, That's you a, can vicariously help me and, you know, name a child after Jalen Brunson that way. For some reason, all I can think of just now is the George Costanza episode seven, seven, seven. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's your injury report. Brunson played Randall played Jimmy Butler did not play. Um, uh, spoiler alert. Jimmy Brunson's playing on Friday. Jimmy Brunson. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler is Jimmy playing Butler. On, and not Friday, Saturday. Yes. Get, get Deep breath. Right. Deep breath. Yes. A lot of, a lot of I, no, you're you're hype. We're an auctioneer. I, I got it. We, I'm we, very we, hype. That was tonight. a fun final seven minutes. <sighs> yeah. I, when they were down by six, I, I and the, that play went to review. I, I thought they were going to lose the game. Well, it's why as we get to the moment of the game, the first candidate I have. <laughs> 
Seven minutes, three seconds left. Knicks are down 93-87. Jalen Brunson hits a three. Isaiah Hartenstein is run over uh, by Bam Adebayo. It's called, and they go to the replay monitor, and Scott Foster, while Jim Jackson, who I mistook for Greg Anthony, probably because I just have a knack for slandering Greg Anthony. So uh, my apologies, Greg, although, as I said on Twitter, all Greg Anthony slander is warranted, even when it's not. Um they, Jim I, Jackson, I, by the way, for, former 25 point a game scorer, one year early in his career with Dallas Mavericks. That dude could ball. Ohio State legend. Yes. If you if you were there, you remember. Um Knicks get the benefit of a 50 50 call, I guess, according to Jim Jackson, although Monty McCutcheon came on and clarified why the call went the way that it did. That's not even the call that I'm like, wow, the Knicks got away with one. You know, it's it's just the first of many down the stretch that I was like, yeah. okay, the Knicks got the benefit of this. The second so, one I got the um, Bronson three. No, well, okay, that's next. Don't get me wrong, uh, we're getting to it. The Josh just, Hart no, three so tie it at ninety six. Yes, yes, but I'm going in order of like it has to be. So the the fa- the 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 Hardenstein uh, Bam foul Brunson not overturned. That has to be a, a, a moment of the game candidate. Yeah, the the Brunson three. That came later. The step back has to be. I'm going in chronological order. John, okay, that might that's be my fine. favorite I, moment of Jalen Brunson's Nick career because it was followed. It gave the Knicks a lead in game two. Completely, as far as I'm concerned, you want to talk about biggest shots in Knicks history when you, like we did with the Josh Hart three in game one against the Cavs. Oh, that yeah, three sure. to give the Knicks the lead is now, depending on how the rest of the series goes, is part of that conversation because it gives so, them a 99-96 lead. Their first lead like first three point lead and how God knows how long. And then just because it, it spoke to my heart, the camera then pans to John Starks and Carmelo Anthony going nuts in the crowd. All of my favorite things happening at once. So here's the problem. What? So that's two candidates and we have two more hard threes. Cause both of them, I don't know what you felt was bigger. the one after I, the one after the one Oh four, 100 made it one, made it a four point game. The, the first okay. one tied the game, but it would, the Knicks had just tied it at 93 then it tied it again. And then the so second then, one, it was the first time I was like, oh, I can exhale a little bit. Gonna, uh, a Ju- little Julius. bit. I didn't say it at all. <laughs> Julius. Listen, you want to know the Oh my gosh, Julius Randle. So Benji clarified it. Um, Benji sent out his grades and RJ got an A minus. Um, Josh Hart got an A. Jalen Brunson got it. Like all the A's that went out, and Julius Randle got a B plus. And I was going to ask him why, what Julius did to get a, not an A for this game. So I actually thought he gutted it out and played really well. And then I was going through the game block and I remembered that turnover where he stepped on the, on the lines. Like, Oh, that's good enough for me to bump you down a letter grade. That's, that's totally fine. He was outstanding today though, by the way. So outstanding. I the hard three to make that. it one Oh four, 100 would be the third candidate. If it were me, I will say one very underrated moment. Now the game played out like the Randall turnover might've erased it. Um, it's 106, 100 Knicks are trying to get the ball inbounds. Just trying to use up clock ball gets to Mitchell Robinson credit to Spo. their plan. When Mitchell Robinson gets oh, it down low, is to foul him. Mitch goes to the foul line. I, my life flashed before my eyes. Oh, I, like, so I, I. I just need you to hit one of these yep. big man. And when he hit the first, I wrote it down. It's like, this is the biggest free throw Mitch Robinson's so, made in his career. Honorable mentions the Mitch free throw just a little bit before that. The two offensive rebounds on the same play, the first by Hart and Emma Julius, and then Julius gets fouls goals to the line to make it 106 100. That's an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there was an Isaiah Hardenstein play. There were a couple Isaiah Hardenstein plays right around the 535 minute mark of the fourth quarter. Those could be nominees. And then I always like to throw out a first half like it's it's the first half, so it's not going to be in this conversation. But when Julius hit those back to back threes hmm. late in the first half, I mean, you want to talk about a game where momentum was going very clearly. And, you you know, this is not a game you wanted to get down 10 in at any point in time. And his those threes kind of staved off the, oh, my God, what's happening? Like fully, yeah, you know, so shout out to those. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I agree. That those those would be the two first half moments. Now, I will say I echo everything you said about RJ. It does suck that I don't have a, a moment for him other than the fact that I took we've we've called it the the RJ parlay being Mensa. Um, you take RJ over 25 plus points, but you parlay it with RJ under one and a half threes made. That was taken care of in the first quarter. He had two threes in like the first three minutes. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to just throw this ticket out. That, that <laughs> parlay is not hitting tonight. Um, look, one big takeaway from this series, regardless of how it goes, how it ends going forward, I think I might have to retire my Miami Heat slander. I'm, they're, they're the Patriots officially for me. Any any disrespect I had or doubt in the, the they have the six of the best eight guys. Uh, they have the best coach in the series and they're the best player, but I... The coaching from Spolstra in this game is in this series so far has just been outstanding. And I I'm officially like I was saying it in our faculty chat, like this really is like coaching against Belichick, where you know you're the better team, you know that you're um have an advantage talent wise, and yet for some reason you're not running the ball with Marshawn Lynch on the one yard line. Right. You know? Yeah, you, you, he takes you out of what you want to do. Bra- Brady, Brady tricks you. Yeah. Brady Brady Buller. Comps, interesting. Uh, that's unfair to Tom Brady. Who do you hold on? Hold on. Hold what? on. We just did a Patreon ranking mm-hmm. of the players that you most want in the playoffs from here on in. And my co-host for that, whose name is escaping me at the moment, had Jimmy Butler. Jimmy one, yes, number but one. Yeah, you know many times I would have rankings. To- I had Steph Curry number one and Jimmy Butler number two. And two Kudos days later, Steph Curry <laughs> scored fifty in a game seven. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. That's not me. meant to be a slight. To, I cannot believe I'm the one that has to do this. That's not meant to be a slight to Jimmy Butler. Tom Brady's a, the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, Jimmy but Butler's j- not that. Conceptu- conceptually, for the first ten plus years of Tom Brady's career. We were always figuring out ways to like slander him and and diminish the accomplishments and make it more about the Patriots and the ecosystem and Belichick Mm -hmm. and the whole thing. Jimmy Butler has always been really for his entirety of his career been like, is he really a top 10 player? He's kind of on the cusp. He's right on the outside looking in this and that. Now, obviously, is he going to play until he's fuck Tom Brady played 48? Probably not because the NBA is a different sport and quarterback is unique position. That said, I do think we're whatever. We don't need to have this conversation right now. Jimmy Butler didn't even play, but like that's where I was going with that. That's all. That's fair. And to your point, like the the peak of their powers really started into their thirties. So if you wanted yeah. to go that route, fine. Yeah. I just Brady had three Super Bowls in his first. Like he was eleven I, and zero in I his know, first three. Eleven. As somebody who saw it closely, and by the way, anybody, shout out to you, Alex. I know you're watching. Anybody that wants to bring up that. 
Carmelo Anthony was in the building or was ready to bring up that Carmelo Anthony was in the building. And that's why the Knicks lost or Aaron Rodgers and sauce Gardner were in the building. And that's why the Knicks lost. Guess what? Those curses are over and the Knicks are heading down to South beach. Hopefully I, I, looking to take control of the series again. I hope you're paying your therapist enough. You got a lot of issues there. I'm fine. I'm very, very fine. My quarterback is Aaron Rodgers and the Knicks just want a playoff game. Okay. Yes. I, I just making sure. Yes. There's a Mets therapist that has a podcast that he's recording as soon as we're done with this, but I'm personally fine. I, because of you, I checked out the, the MLB grades that ESPN gave the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw the Mets were like, yeah, B plus. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Like, no right. starting pitching and they're getting a B plus. I'll take it. There you go. 